Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Colin, and this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Sitters International. In 2015, Madeline and her husband Gabriel were desperately trying to find a pet sitter and dog walker for Lola, their beloved dog, and they were unable to find one. Spurred on by this experience, Happy Bark and Tail's pet care was founded, and they vowed that no owner would experience what they did when they were searching for someone to care and love for their pet. Passionate about customer experience, they ditched their backgrounds in computer science and business management and dove headlong into the pet care industry where they could continue to serve others with excellence. I love their story so much. Let's get started. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. So my name is Madeline. I am the owner. And um, along with my husband, we own and operate Happy Arkansas, which is a dog walking service. Um, We also do cat sitting. So like a full on pet care. And we're based out of New Jersey, Somerset. And yeah, we've been in business for about five years now. Five years. That's been an exciting five years for you, I'm sure. Uh, Tell us about how the the important role that Lola uh, had on in you getting started. Well, Lola was everything. She's the CBO, Chief Marketing Officer of the company. (laughs) (laughs) She literally inspired. I mean, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be in business now because me and my husband, he was my fiance at the time. We decided to get her. She's a golden doodle. And um, we did not have time for a dog at all. We were both working and going to school. So we just had a dog. She was about three or four months and um, a ball of energy. And we did not think about having the time for her. So then we figured out we needed to get a dog walker because we were not home. And we interviewed so many people and we ended up hiring no one because we didn't get the good vibe, like the good feel for anyone. (laughs) It was like a bunch of weird people. (laughs) They came into the house and we're like, where do these people come from? I don't know. So we didn't hire anyone. So I told my husband, I was like, how about we do dog walking? Like, can we just start maybe like dog walking part time in the mornings and bring her to work with us? Hmm. And Little by little, we started just gathering more ideas and ideas. And at the time, we, I was going to school for business. And I went to my library and I just printed out like 500 flyers that says dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> and the resources were very limited at that time mm-hmm. um, because he was going to school as well. We were both college students and also working at restaurants in the nighttime. So it was a crazy hassle to just have a dog, go to school and start a new business. So yeah, it all started because of Lola. We didn't have any time for her. And now we're doing, we're providing a service for the people that don't have any time for their dogs. Yeah. I, I love that connection because it, it, you were able to immediately identify that problem and go, Ooh, I can fill this. So how do you think that plays into how you approach your customers? Having been on the receiving end of some not so good service or some weird vibes, how does that influence how you interact with people? That influences absolutely everything because even the way we approach our clients, it comes from that place of we're going to do the complete opposite of what these people were doing when they came to see us because we felt so uncomfortable. (laughs) So we try to make everybody feel really comfortable and welcoming. Um, So it really targets those people that don't have the time, that are not home, that, you know, need that those dogs that are high energy to go out. They, some people have huskies, they live in apartments and you're like, well, that's not going to work out so great. <laughs> if you have a husky, you live in an apartment, it might get destroyed. <laughs> you might yeah. need a dog walker. <laughs> 
So yeah, it definitely helped out a lot going through that because we know how to approach our people and our clients and they feel great after they meet us. They feel they can trust us and we have the credibility for that as well. Yeah. Well, that word that you mentioned there is so key, trust, is that you've got to build this trust so quickly and in all that you yeah. do. So what, what does being trustworthy mean to you as, a, as the business owner? I think that was the hardest part. It was building that trust from the beginning because nobody knew who we were. Nobody knew who we are as people, where we came from. They just knew it was me and my husband. They're like, oh, it's just a guy and a girl dog walking. Like, who are they? So it took a time to build that for, for people to see that it's not only just me and him walking dogs, but also just two passionate people that are going to take care of your dog, no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell my clients, I'm like, a car will hit me first before it hits your dog. <laughs> so <laughs> believe me, if anything was to happen, I will jump, jump in front of a car for your dog. Like <laughs> it's very, it's a very serious thing, the trust part, because you can get bodies like people to walk your dog anywhere um but you can't get people that are actually that have that reliability and track record mm. that they actually are honest people and do what they say they were going to do when you're not looking like if you don't have a camera in your house is your dog walker doing what they're supposed to do so that's something that we've built along the way so trust for us is everything and it's just someone that shows that they can be reliable and they can have that honesty in them yeah yeah, that difference. Yeah, I love that thing. I, that difference between having a warm body take care of the dog and somebody who you can intrinsically trust and know that they are doing everything in their power and everything in their education and background to give you the best service possible and take care of your pet. Like from the outside, you're like, well, that's just two people walking a dog. If you saw two people walking down the street, you wouldn't be able to visually see most of the time unless they just have yeah. no idea what they're doing, right? Like, <laughs> like, like visually, they may look the exact same, but it's this, exactly. it's this other, it's this intangible stuff that you've got to try and build in and communicate to your clients in both spoken and in unspoken ways too. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about just building that, building that thing with your clients. And it starts from the first client you have. It, it, for us personally, it took one client for us to build that because from him, he referred other people to us. And then it just kept snowballing and we didn't even do any advertising. And then little that you know, like three months in, we had like four clients. And I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> but it all started with that one person. He just told everybody in his community because he felt he felt good about having mm-hmm. his dog, Layla, which she moved to another um, another part of Jersey, um, um, having her being taken care of by us. And that made me feel so good. It made me feel proud because it was and it was not even about the money because it was honestly just the beginning. It was more about the principle of it because I felt like I had gained that trust from that first person. So that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does. It really, the, we talk about you know, influential clients and sometimes those owners, I mean, they just, they can change it in the blink of an eye <laughs> to go from this, like, because you may have that self-doubt of like, oh, is this even possible? Can I even do this thing? Is, is this even what I meant to do? And then when you have that yes. one person come along, that's like, these people, Madeline and her husband are awesome. They need to, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, well, I didn't even think about that myself, but yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, that is exactly how it was. We had people calling us and they're like, well, this person recommended us to, to you. Uh, are you guys free? Do you have availability? And I'm like, oh God, you know, we're, we're carrying a book now, but we'll, we'll do our best. We'll accommodate you. Yeah. <laughs> 
It is. It's a really, really great feeling and something to not discount. And I know when those happen, it like it just makes your whole week or month sometimes yeah. when you hear when somebody calls you and go, you know, my friend would not stop talking about you guys. And you're like, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. That literally makes me blush when I hear that. I'm like, yes, we're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned back in 2015, both you and your husband were going to school in, in business. Uh, so how, yeah. do your, how do your backgrounds, each of your backgrounds, play into how you run and operate uh, Happy Bark and Tails? It's interesting because my husband, he is a computer um, science major. Um, I am a business major. And um, he worked... Well, he was supposed to start working in the field of computers and he was graduating at that time that we were starting the business. And once he graduated, got his degree, he realized that he did not want to be in a cubicle all the time working with computers. <laughs> so it just turned out that we had just started a business at the perfect time because the business was starting to grow. So he's like, well, we got something going here. So yeah. I'm going to do this full time. <laughs> and so that worked out perfectly when that happened. And then for me, it was honestly like it was meant to happen because I worked previously in hotels, man hotel management mm. in New York City. And then I also worked in restaurant management. Um, and then both businesses tied up into the customer service, like service based um, business. So that is my passion. My passion is about guest experience about how how our services are are like forming relationships and how the people feel about our services what can we do to make it better and throughout the years that's what i've been doing i've been perfecting everything that we do so when i started the business the first thing i did was market research so i wanted to see what everybody was doing wrong so i would go on yelp and i would read all the negative comments (laughs) i was that person oh no (laughs) yeah i would just read the negative things and what i would do is read over and make it into a positive so Mm. i would say okay so they're doing this wrong we're gonna do it right and i think that's when you start making a difference and when you start making a name for yourself it's when you when you take something from a negative turning into a positive and people will start seeing what you do and they will take notice into them for sure kind of changes that it says oh they, they do something different right well what they're doing differently is what everyone else is doing wrong or maybe not as as, yeah. as excellent and yeah. you, know, you, you said that term uh, guest experience i think that's a really fascinating term to use bringing that from your past background and applying it yeah. to to pet sitting so what is guest yeah. experience to you so our 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 slogan that we use is pet care with excellence. So it ties in with hotels. Hotels, um, I used to work for a five-star, five-diamond hotel. It's called Plaza Hotel in New York. And um, everything was about, it couldn't be good. It had to be great, excellent. It had to be above par. So let's say for our boarding service, our boarding service, it means they'll come to our house, but they don't, the client doesn't have to actually drive to my house. We can actually go pick them up free of charge pick up the dog at their convenience, um, and then also drop off the dog before they get home. So whenever they get home, it felt like the dog never left the house. So it's a service that just ties in and makes people feel, just makes them feel good. It makes them feel they come home, the dog is there, and it's like, oh my goodness, you're home. It's like, I didn't even have to take the extra step to go pick you up at a camp or something. They were just at our house, relaxing here, cage-free, just roaming around, hanging out with our dogs. 
And then they go home and the pet parent gets home and they're just so happy to see them. Wow. So little things like that is just going above of what the regular service the people offer are. Yeah. Well, and making that whole that that whole process seamless for the pet owner. Yeah. Right. Like that just that exactly. one aspect of like pick up and drop off the dog, that is that that takes the value add and make, takes it through the roof because the owner doesn't have to do that. That's it's less time in the car, it's less weaving in yeah. and out of traffic, it's less time of their day. And it's just something that you do. Oh no, when when you ask that service, this is just part of what you get, right? That's not an add-on. It's just what we consider exactly. s- standard service. Exactly. Absolutely. That's something we always we've always ever since the beginning, we wanted to take every service and pretty much break it down into okay, how can we improve the service? How can we make dog walking better? Let's say what's dog walking lacking right now nowadays? And one thing that we innovated from the beginning of our service five years ago, um, it was pictures. Our pictures, if I don't know if, if you go on our Instagram or Facebook, our pictures are amazing because we enjoy taking pictures. So people will often say, you guys are like professional dog photographers. And we're like, yeah, that's what we do on a daily basis. We just take pictures of dogs. And ever since when we started back then, all the research that I did, it showed other companies taking pictures, but it was just like, you know, the blurry pictures of the dogs look like a hostage and more than like they're happy. <laughs> so <laughs> it literally, I literally had a client tell me that she's like, your pictures are amazing. My last dog walker took a picture of my dog and she looked like she was hostage. I was like, well, that's not going to happen here. Don't worry. <laughs> so we always, we enjoyed Every year we would get like the phones that would take the best pictures because that was a part that still is, is a part of what we do, yeah. which is like stories during the day with awesome pictures of the dogs. And people enjoy that. They enjoy seeing their dogs being featured on the Instagram or in the stories. So yeah, breaking down each service and perfecting it to to make it different than some everybody else's. Um, because I feel like we're all special. I think that every business has the special thing going on. And I've always said the same thing. There is business for everyone because we all specialize in the different things. So we really enjoy like specializing into our, our clients and, you know, doing, doing the little things that they enjoy and making their day. Yeah. Well, and looking at those services and going, it's not just treating it less like a check mark next to a box of going, check, I take pictures, but going, okay, how can I take better pictures? How can I, you know, how can I have a better experience with this? How can the, how can I increase the the satisfaction of the onboarding experience or the receiving notifications experience? Those, those sound kind of like little details. You're like, oh, I have an onboarding process. Well, you know, have you thought about their experience through that and then take a deep dive and see how you can make it better. Exactly. It's been, it's been literally just going, I think each year by year you learn more because every year as a business and as an entrepreneur, I I think that anybody listening to this today will know that every, maybe every day you learn something new as an entrepreneur, because you, your job is to perfect something is to make it better each day. And to figure out what it is that you have to do to continue on to the track. Um, and that's one thing that we've done is each year we just kind of grow and analyze everything that we have to do to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. You said that phrase, your job is to perfect it. Your job is to perfect something and make it in, in that process. As you mentioned, you make it your own, right? You bring your special yep. 
background, your special sauce, whatever that is, to it as you perfect it for your business, for the needs of your clients. Absolutely. That's something that we take pride on is just giving it our little sparkle into the happy bark and tell experience here. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Have you heard about Time to Pet? Dan from NYC Pooch has this to say. Time to Bet has been a total game changer for us. It's helped us streamline many aspects of our operation, from scheduling and communication to billing and customer management. Uh, We actually tested other pet sitting softwares in the past, but these other solutions were clunky and riddled with problems. Everything in Time to Pet has been so well thought out. It's intuitive, feature-rich, and it's always improving. If you are looking for new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. As a listener of Pet Sitter Confessional, you'll get 50% off your first three months when you sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. Now, in, now you know, your, your husband comes on and he's working with you and you're working together on this. What roles do you guys play in the business given the different backgrounds that you come from? Yeah, so I take, I take over the administrative side. Um, I, I love doing everything, branding, logos, all the things that he hates to do, which are like the, the, the admin side. He's like, listen, I take care of operations. That's what I do. And he's good at it. He loves to make sure that everything is getting done, that all the clients are being taken care of. So he's a lot of client services and so do I, but, um, we, we break it down into operations and admin side, but we do still daily operate the business. So I have some dog walks that I take care of. And so does he, um, but yeah, mostly our job is him is operations and I'm doing the admin side. Oh, I mean, that's great that you can, that you've been able to recognize like that. Ah, this is a strength for you, not for <laughs> me at all. I don't want that right yes. now. <laughs> Exactly. It's like they say in in business, you have to you have to find out the things that you're good at and really do those things well and figure out the things that you're not good at and let other people that actually enjoy doing those things do them. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it even better whenever that person is your spouse or someone that you're really close (laughs) with, because then you're happy to see them succeed and happy doing what they like to do as well. Like it it makes it a little just that much more sweeter. A hundred percent. It feels like we're both thriving into, into what we're creating. So it's awesome because it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Now, how, how do you separate boundaries between work and life balance with those kind of things? Because I know with Megan and I, sometimes it's really hard to take off the pet sitter hat at the dinner table and we're like, oh, let's figure this out or let's get this scheduled or, or, or whatever. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That took us a while to learn. <laughs> it was It was really rough because it would be dinner time and we're still talking about tomorrow's schedule. Yeah. And we, it got to a point that we're like, okay, we need to set boundaries. And we need to, whenever we talk about business, we need to go into the office, sit at the desk and talk about business. Mm. But out of the office, we don't talk about business anymore. Because if not, it will consume your life. Literally. You will talk about it every single day of, of like every single day at every hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and adding it, that's crazy. And adding that little twist of going, we're not just going to create like a time space, you know, a t- time to talk about it, but a physical space of like when we're in this room, this is the business room. It's the office for a reason. And when, and when we leave that door, that's we're back to our normal lives, right? But it just kind of like mentally and spatially creates just a little some of those physical boundaries in your life to yeah. help set those up and, and keep those. Absolutely, it takes a lot of practice because 
as you might know, you know, you might talk about it and you're like, okay, we're done. We're done with business today. Let's go family time. And then you think about something else and you're like, oh, I forgot to mention that. And you're like, oh, I'm not working right now because our job as business owner is to keep operating 24 seven. You're, Mm. you're not clocking out. You're literally on the clock all the time. So even if I'm home, I might get a message from a client at 9 PM and say, had an emergency. Um, I have to run to the hospital. Is there any way you can come over and just give him a night walk or let's say some dinner time. And it's hard to say no to those things because these clients have been with you for so long and you're like, I, I owe them that. So it's like, you don't clock out. It's more like you take uh, like a breather <laughs> as a business owner, <laughs> but we definitely try to keep the boundaries for sure. Yeah. And it is hard. It is hard because things are going to happen and you're good. All the temptations to break them are going to be there. Uh, so maybe you know, talk about what some of the, the processes that you have in place so that the business can operate while you're not worrying about it. Some things that you have going on in the background. Absolutely. So yeah, so we have a lot of pol- um, policies and um, the way that things work with us. So like, let's say we have all of our clients mess uh, create the, create their schedule by the weekend time. So let's say our schedules get built. We have rules. So our rules are our schedules got to be submitted between Saturday and Sunday. So anything after Sunday is not a guarantee just because everything gets finalized by Sunday night by 7 p.m. So everyone knows already that in order to get them in the schedule, they got to have that sent in by the weekend. And that helps us a lot because before when we didn't do this, we would have people messaging us like maybe, I don't know, maybe like seven hours before the next day saying, hey, can you do a walk around 8 a.m.? And it's like 11 p.m. now. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to make that happen? I already have this appointment going on. So setting up these little little like rules and regulations that people follow makes things so much easier and smooth. And that's something that I wish I knew before when I started. But it's just something that you have to go through and you have to experience it and then come up with these systems in order for you to operate at a better, efficient rate. Yeah, they, they do. And, and it sounds right now saying that it's like, well, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But I'm sure that was kind of this mental struggle to get to that point where you were, were yeah. okay with that process. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It felt like at, at one time, because if it's one person, let's say messaging you, but once your business grows to a lot more, more, let's say more than 20 clients and people are messaging you at different times. And it's not, it's not in a, in a way where it's uniform that is, you know, it's, it's just, it's a different time, different day, and it catches you off guard. So you're like, okay, um, how do I prioritize my schedule? How do I schedule? How do I, um, give everyone the same attention? You can't because you, you're not being organized in that sense. And I think, that's something that you learn over time. And that's exactly how it happened for us. I think we were in two years of beginning the business and actually learning these little things. But then after we started getting more organized and putting systems in place, it just made everything a lot more easier because now we just have systems. So things just kind of fall into the system and we just follow it and everything gets done. Yeah, it's that competition for your attention as the business owner. You know, as you get these little requests in, it's like, well, it's it can happen pretty fast, one right after the other, or just odd times, and you're constantly then yeah. being pulled away from something to go put out that fire or that fire or that fire or deal with this. And then, as you said, 
once you get that system and we're all on the railroad track, the train just runs, right? We know where the track's exactly. going. It's going to run whether I'm at the helm or not. Like, it's going to get there. <laughs> exactly. And one thing that we learned over, like, the first two years was to take care of ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Because the first two years, we probably didn't take that many time off. And it was just me and my husband at that time working. Wow. But we were so busy. And we also have this, um, we went through this process when we started the business, we went through a, a program, it's called the Dave Ramsey program, the baby steps. Yeah. And we actually paid off $80,000 in debt within eight months. So we were dog walking. So dog walking money and serving, my, my husband was working at a restaurant for about five months of that time frame of mm-hmm. those eight months. So we were dog walking and we were also... Um, he was also working the restaurant business. So in eight months, we paid off $80,000. So we were decorating completely after wow. that. So it was insane. <laughs> so we didn't take any time off. We were so exhausted. And after that year, we started creating calendars. So pretty much our clients get calendars every, every six months. We try to plan our lives around it, but they understand that if something needs to be changed within that time frame, we can change it. But we let them know in advance, like, hey, we're going to be off this time. So just make sure that you have some kind of coverage. Um, and then usually our employee takes some time off as well. So he has the option to work if he wants to. Um, if not, he'll take a vacation too. So we try to plan our time off because in order for you to be there 100%, take care of other people, you have to be able to take care of yourself first. Because if not, you're going to be a zombie. And you don't want to be a zombie when you're a dog. <laughs> you want to be a hundred percent there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you know, little little things fall by the wayside. You might oh, when you're tired. Oh, did I re- did I lock the door? Did I not lock the door? Did I get the harness on right? Like these little yeah. things. Like when you're groggy, like those just those just happen. And then you know, and then then accidents happen and things can go wrong. So it's just that that's thinking it from the business side and then just the personal side. Nobody wants to feel like. You know, one wants to feel crummy every single day. Yeah. So, so yeah. this idea of six months out going, it is on the calendar and I am passing it out to clients. So, yep. I, you know, I have that time. I have that time yeah. for, for myself, for my family, uh, so I can recharge. Absolutely. And the best thing is, is that the clients actually expect it. They know already. Oh. So I will have people by, let's say, july they're like hey do you guys have your 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 calendar up for the holidays um if whenever you have it available can you send it out and i'm like yeah i'm working on it it'll be out shortly yeah (laughs) but they already know that's coming out so they know but it's awesome because systems people get used to it yeah yeah you it's kind of kind of like dogs right they're you're going to train them for the for the expectations right and then when they're but and and then that just becomes a part of how you operate is yeah we get a calendar and we move forward and it just there's no gnashing of teeth and screaming. It's just, this is yeah. what we do, right? And it's amazing to hear how accepting the clients are of that. Because I think in our minds, I know in my mind, it's like, no, if I tell them I can't be there on Friday, they're going to like, they're, you know, like they're going to run into the street with pitchforks and they're going to find me and it's just going to be awful. And they just go, oh, yeah, have a great weekend. Exactly. That is, oh my goodness. That was everything I thought about my first year. I'm like, well, they're not gonna, they're gonna hate me now. Oh my goodness, they're gonna fire me. Oh, the business is going to close. My husband's like, you need to relax. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> we need time off. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and they're so accepting. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's expected. It's expected. Um, I think at the general, the larger thing of like, oh yeah, obviously you can't be there 365 days a year, 24 yeah. seven, right? You've got to take some time for yourself. And honestly, right. after so many years now, it's like, if a client doesn't believe that, if they don't think that, you know, I should have, some, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really want to be working with you. Like, that's not okay. Like I need 100%. someone. <laughs> You're speaking all kinds of truth right now. Oh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, my, I, I want that. I want my time valued and I'm going to value the client's time immensely. And exactly. I'm, but there needs to be, it needs to be mutual. And if you don't have yeah. that mutual respect and expectations on each other, it's going to be a one-sided relationship and nobody wins in yeah. those. That is absolutely true. And you said something really interesting because it's, it's what you said right now. It's the, it's the both side relationship. It has to be an equal exchange. It's, it's, you know, you're providing a service, but there also needs to be respect for what the, the kind of service you're providing. So whether it is um, the client following the rules that you have for certain, certain services that you're offering, hey, if you're boarding, is your dog vaccinated? Are they following all the checklists that I gave you? And the same thing goes for the dog walker or pet sitter. It's, you know, are you following the client's instructions? Are you doing what they're asking you to do? And that's something that we definitely take, take really like a good look at. Every time we have a dog, either walking or pet sitting, what are the instructions? We always tell people like, if you feel better, write them down because we want to follow those instructions for you. We want to make sure we're doing the right thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell them, please overshare. Um, I've gotten, we've yes. had, taken a few of those clients where it's like on a post-it note. And it's like food, yes. Outside, please. And you're like, that doesn't, that's not helpful at all. How much food am I supposed to give your dog? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, you know, just until they're, you know, and you're like, no, no, no. I want you to tell me. <laughs> but the, so yeah, I always like those clients who write the manual, write the book, it's staple, it's bound yep. and it's in the, you know, and <laughs> it's in the kitchen. It's like, yes. Please. I'd rather that. Yep. Yeah. Anytime, because yeah. you know, you know what to do. You know exactly that you're not going to miss anything. That everything is written down for you, and you're going to do a good job because you're going to follow exactly what they ask you to do. We've mentioned a couple times you, know, you do you doing a lot of walks for the dogs, but what other kind of services do you do you all provide? So we do our our big services are dog walking, cat sitting. Cat sitting for us is amazingly huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do dog running. Some, some people hire us to do running. I'm a runner, so it works out for me. <laughs> I love it. I love running with dogs, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, we do dog running, so we do pet sitting. We have an option of half a night. Pretty much what it means is we'll be there between like 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. to tuck in the dog, and then we'll be there in the morning time to give them on a walk. Mm-hmm. And then we have a pet sitting option, which is a full night. So we'll be there from like 6 p.m. to like 6 a.m. the next day. And the client can customize it however they want, like adding visits and stuff throughout the day. And then we have a boarding option with, where they come to our home and they stay with us here while the parents travel. You know, the, the dog running thing, how did that get started? Was that something that you just liked to do with existing clients or did someone ask if that was an option? So it all started actually with my dog, Lola. Um, we, we used to run me and her. We still do sometimes. And um, I enjoyed it a lot. It was, it was great. And she loved it because she had so much energy. So I added it onto the service. And I was like, I'm going to try this out to see how it goes. And everything was just like a, like a trial just to see how it worked out. 
So I'm like, I enjoy running. Let's add it and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And it caught on. And people were actually, people that had high energy dogs, um, they were loving that (laughs) a lot because the dogs will come home and they're like done. They're exhausted after 30 minutes. (laughs) So that worked out pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I, I don't, I know many people are like, oh, I don't know if I'm a runner with dogs. So I guess that kind of has to mesh with your personality of you enjoy yeah. running, right? Because that is going right. to be a big part of that. <laughs> yeah, so you have to enjoy it. If not, yeah. you'll be like dying with, <laughs> dying just in the middle of the street, like with your tongue out like the dog is. <laughs> right. I know I said it was going to be running. We're more like a brisk walk. Okay, we're doing a brisk walk. <laughs> <laughs> power walking. That's, that'd be me. It'd be a pow, power walk with your dog. No running. <laughs> Uh, um, I you know, I think you also offer um, doggy field trips. Uh, did you t- tell us yes, about those? Those do. sound those sound really cool. Oh, uh, the field trips are amazing. So the field trips are um, a two hour two hour and a half um, getaway. So we offer them when the weather is good and not raining or snowing. Um, we do hiking. We go locally to like parks that we can hike around here. They're, they don't go off leash on the hiking parks just because just for insurance and liabilities. Um, we also do dog park visits. But for the dog park visits, it's a little tricky just because as of lately, the parks have been super crowded and we are very cautious of other dogs at the park. So when we do go to the dog park, um, we try to go to like an area where it's like a Usually uh, around my area, we have a few parks that have um, different sections. So we'll try to go to like where the section is the most empty and there are no other dogs. There are only our dogs. So they'll get to play fetch, frisbee. And by the time the two hours are up, these dogs are ready to sleep for hours. They're just so exhausted. The parents could not be happier. (laughs) They're like, yes, I can get some work done. But um, the field trips are amazing. They're really, really fun. We take them out. We go hiking. In the summertime, sometimes we go to the beach as well. Um, so it all depends on the season, what the season is holding. And we'll go hiking, beach, or sometimes to the dog park here. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of variety to it, a little exploration. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, for, for you guys, like that sounds like it's also very, very cool because you get to see different things and do different things than yeah. a typical than a typical walk. Yeah, absolutely. It gets to be, it's fun because it changes the scenery. So you pretty much do something um, out of the norm of your route, so you kind of go to the park or the summer the beach is awesome like it's it's really cool to see the dogs interacting with the water it's funny it's so funny to see them <laughs> well, mm. that, so what kind of reception has that received from your clients that 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 particular service yeah oh, they love it um the field trips gather a lot of traction um maybe i want to say like a few months after we launched it and we told people, we sent out like a mass email letting them know that we're going to start offering that. And we had a few people that signed up and then, then they're starting to see like the pictures and everything on Instagram going up and everybody wanted to join. They're like, I want my dogs to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like school, you know, you want your kids to be part of the cool kids group. So that's what they want their dogs to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, and that that gets back to the importance of why those quality photos are so important. Because if somebody wasn't yeah. sold on the initial email announcement, they're going to be sold when they see those high quality photos of other dogs having yeah. fun in different environments. So it, it kind of all wraps back up together. It's like, yeah, this is why this is a core tenant for us because it helps sell the service to to not Absolutely. just new clients but to existing clients. Absolutely, it brings everything out to life. It's like bringing a picture into like 
actual vision, you can see through the picture and you're like, wow, that looks like fun because you can actually see the dog having fun there. And how how do you adapt to those kind of changes? Is that something that you're able to sense from your clients pretty early? Or is that more of a, okay, we're going to react to this and, and make adjustments on the fly? Yeah. So ever since um, we, we saw with the COVID happening, we kind of started drafting a plan right away just because we knew things were going to change. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think just like being prepared for, for, I think in business, you have to be prepared for the worst, as always. It's unfortunate to say, but you do have to be prepared for that. But you cannot not be resilient. You have right. to be You have to be ready to just change everything and adapt right away. So that's something that we, we literally spoke about it as soon as we, we started seeing everything change and the regulations being put into place. So we communicated to our clients right away. Hey, if you know if you're going to be, do you know? Um, if you have any updates on your work, on your work, if you're going to be working from home, are you going to be needing our services? Just so we know ahead of time. And a lot of people responded to us, which was great. So it was kind of like a heads up. So by the time that everything was kind of shut down here, we already knew mm. or what to expect. So communicating with the clients is really important. Uh, a lot of people are intimidated to ask questions and to just reach out to them. But like I think that you have to be able to communicate with everyone that you work with just because it gives you that much more. You, you actually know you're not in limbo. You're not wondering. So just ask the question. That's what we did. And it worked out fine. <laughs> yeah. Cause from a business perspective, you, it's so hard to operate with the unknown. Yeah. And one, yeah. of the, one of the easiest ways to get out of that unknown space is to just start asking questions, especially yeah. of your clients. Yeah. Are you going to need me? Yes or no. Yeah. I, yeah. I doesn't, it doesn't matter one way or the other. I just need to know because I'm trying to make some decisions over here. It's right. The, right. No harm, no foul. I just need to know. And then go from there. But just asking is going to move you from yeah. that unknown space into a much better position really fast. And it doesn't take anything to send that email or to send that text in, in your software. Absolutely. I think that's one of the most important things is communication with your clients. I think that that's everything you have to be, you have to make sure that you, you have that open communication going back and forth just because, you know, whether it's to ask if you're going to need me now because of the pandemic happening or whether it's, Hey, um, is there, are we doing a good job? Is there anything that we can improve on? Um, and stuff like that. That's how, you know, when you're doing a good job in business is by asking questions. Yeah. Well, and communicating to them too. And something you do on your website that I really, really like is for each service, you have a lot of information there. And it's really cool. And one of the things that I love about it is you say, you know, like this service is perfect for, and then you list four or five okay. examples of who that's going to be really good for. Where did that idea come from? And why is that kind of communication about your services so important? So I believe that people make a decision in 20 seconds once they go to a website. So I wanted the website to, um, to look and to speak to somebody without them reading, just kind of looking at the images, even if it's like the little icons around, just be looking at the dog and kind of engaging with that. And I think that um, giving people exactly, like let's say a new pet parent, they're looking on a website for a dog walker they don't know what to expect at all. You know, there are some people that never had a dog walker, so they don't know how anything works. 
So I wanted the page to target those people that don't know anything about dog walking, that Mm -hmm. don't know what kind of walks to give their dog. What kind of dog do you have? You know, you might have a, 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 a golden doodle. You might have a little Yorkie. They both need different things. So the I wanted, I really, I worked with the web designer. She was awesome. And um, her name is Erica from Marketing Solutions. Um, they were amazing. They, we worked with them for maybe like two months and mm. they brought everything out to life. Um, we, I gave them like the general sense of what I wanted it to look. And they put that out and I saw that and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is perfect. <laughs> because it's everything I envisioned. And I just wanted it to be really friendly for those people that don't know anything about dog walking, how this industry works. Because if you go on to, let's say, other dog walkers page, sometimes a lot of clustered information and you people are not going to read three, three paragraphs of, of these information just pasted on top of each other. And you can't see anything but the letters. And it's right. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just nuts. People need people want to see clean looking information that answers their questions and that's what we try to do is like give them information they're looking for and not just anything anything in that on the pages are information that we have been asked a million times and we wanted to put it out there just so people have the answers and if they need more information they can reach out to us right away yeah it really does you know you said people are going to make that decision in 20 seconds or less. And it can be hard to parse through a ton of information. And so having it laid out yeah. really simply and in a very clear manner with pictures, because someone goes yeah. on and go, oh, I don't know what service I need. Oh, there's a picture here of a train. I take a train. This may yeah. be good for me. Or <laughs> or, or the exactly. <laughs> or like, you know, is my would my dog even be a good fit for this? Oop, there's a border collie. I have a border collie. I can see myself yes. using this service. So they're immediately able to make that connection of going, ah, connection, yeah. This is gonna work for me and I can, you know, go from there. Exactly. That is one thing that we wanted to do. It was um, describe the service and actually let the client, potential clients see if they're even a fit for the services that we offer because our services are not traditional, just um, not like other dog walker services. Um, for instance, our dog walking services, we do not offer sporadic walk. So our services start at a minimum of three walks per week. So mm-hmm. anybody that joins our pack they have to be needing at least three walks per week. Um, anything below that, unfortunately, would not qualify them to be part of the pack just because over the years, we've realized the kind of job, the kind of work that we want to have. And the, the, what we want to accomplish is to keep building relationships with families. We want to have the families trust and also have the dogs feel secure with us and know who their dog walker is. And like that, we built this amazing, amazing client clientele that has supported us so much. And it's been something that we've, we tried from the, from the maybe like, I'm going to say two, two or three years in the business. And that's something that it actually has saved us from many things. Because when we first started, we used to walk dogs randomly, like, oh yeah, once a month, twice a month. And then I had this experience where a dog actually bit me because it did not remember me. So yeah, it was horrible. So after that time, I put my foot down and I said, enough. If the dog is not part of the at least three times per week walk, we Mm. cannot unfortunately take care of them. Because 
it's a liability. You know, dogs are routine, routine animals. They love routines. They like to see the same things, do the same things every day. And if they don't see you often, unfortunately, it's not going to work out. It just, it all depends on the dog. And we don't have that kind of time to see if the dog is going to react in a different way when they see you the next time. So we try to take our precautions. And this is one way that we have been able to do that. And it's worked out pretty, pretty good for us. Yeah, that predictability, both for for you. Okay, I know these days I have this dog, these days are going to be this, and predictability for the dog and the client too, right? So it's not these one-off sporadic things where you're like, wait, which dog was this? Did they get along with this? Did they like, (laughs) it's it's just, it's that predictability. And and part of that too is just business-wise, predictability is so key. And I I think that plays into- Especially in this business. Yeah, and it plays into some of the packages that you offer too. Yeah. Drive a lot. Can you tell us about those packages? So the packages have been amazing for us. Um, I think that anyone who is in the pet care business, if you don't have a package, if you don't, if you're not offering packages to your clients, start thinking about that because they are amazing. People love the idea of actually saving money. And, you know, a way that we have um, come to introduce that is by offering these dog walking packages. And our packages are really simple. They are. They start at 16 walks per week, meaning if you're walking four times per week, um, that's perfect for you because you can have 16 walks covered for the whole month. And then we also have a 20-pack, which is five days a week. And then we also have another one that's really popular, which is the um, 40 walks per week, um, 40 walks per month, which is uh, it's, it brings 40 walks and it covers for twice a day walk. Some people work really long hours. And it's actually a super popular services uh, service where the client uses twice a day, every day. Wow. So it's a, yeah, it's insane. And it drives a lot of sales. Um, and it also gives us that, that certainty that we're going to have this job for X amount of time. And it, it just keeps people keep referring other people because they love the aspect of saving money. So yeah. it's been, it's been really cool. Well, and it gets back to that guest experience, right? It's one less thing they have to think about, one less thing they yeah. have to be concerned about. Oh, did I book it? Did I have that? How many do I have left? Yeah. It's it's just one time, you know, it's one one interaction for the payment and then we know everything else is booked and we're good to go, right? So it's again trying to take yeah. as much off their plate and simplify that for them. Absolutely. The 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 the, the smallest thing that a client has to do, the little they people love that. People love one less thing that they have to do that is taking care for them. They absolutely love that because it's convenience and yeah. you want to give as much, the most convenience you can to your clients as possible because they're going to love that. They already have a busy, hectic life going on. You don't know what they're going through at their job. So they want to come home, have their dog taken care of and happy. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. To remove that stress. And I think when we talk about, you know, what are, who are my services for? It's, uh, my services are for somebody who needs a little bit less stress in their life. My services yes, are for absolutely. are for somebody who needs to think about one less thing. And if yeah. if we can if we can believe that to ourselves and then communicate that to clients, that's such an easy sell at that point. Because look, you don't have to worry about anything. You've got a lot on your plate. I recognize that. How about a happy yeah. dog? That's one less thing you need to worry about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly it. You know, you can go ahead and work and be at peace that your dog is going to be taken care of, taken care of, no matter what the weather is. You know, sometimes it could be snowing, it could be raining. But, you know, if we have people working in the city here in New York, 
um, and we're in Jersey now, we have to go. There's no other way. We have to go to take care of that dog, making sure that they're fed or walked. And the client knows that. We don't even have people checking in on us like, hey, are you guys going to still come by? They know we're going to come by. And that is the best feeling when people don't have to message you and ask you, are you going to come to walk my dog? It's they know. They just know already that we're just there for whenever they need us. Yeah. So if they book the walk, they know we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, and the, again, but that's just like, this is who our business, this is what our business is. And you, you don't have to 100%. worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned you had, um, when you were doing the calendar that the, the your employees could t- decide to take time off or not and take their own vacations. What does the hiring process look like for you? So the hiring process is really interesting. Um, so we try to um, scout people from um, the university nearby, people that actually go to school for um, animal animal um, animal care, and usually they go for um, they're trying to go for for veterinarians, and usually they want to do like a summertime um, job. But we try to we try to get those people that want to work at least for at least six months of the year, at least maybe six, seven hours a day, if they're willing or interested. Um, so somebody that's interested in like the pet care, not just somebody at random where they just want to make an extra dollar because um, it's, it's not going to work out. I feel like if you're doing this for the money, this kind of job, it just won't work out because it requires a lot more than just like some people would think it's just dog walking. How hard can it be? you have no idea like you just won't know until you're there yeah because you know it's not just dog walking it's actually going out at all kinds of weather it could be storming outside and we have to go outside because they have to potty you have to go outside it's just it's little things like that that some people will be like no that's crazy why would i do that you're like well that's the job and that's what it requires you to do and that's one thing that we do like scout people from that are interested in this field or and also then if they do get hired the training process can be up up to like a month or a month and a half of training just because we want to make sure that everyone has every routine just down down to the pack and just know every little thing every little detail so i rather Mm. take a longer training process than do like a shorter training process and miss a whole bunch of things well, yeah, because you'll have more headache on the back end. You'll have yeah. a lot more questions on the back end, a lot more, again, putting out these fires for you. And it's like, nope, we've got a process. And then yeah. I know with I know with confidence that I can trust you to be out in the field and exactly. take care of the clients. Exactly. You have to feel it in your heart that you have that you know for sure they're ready to go. It's like letting the kids go to college or something. <laughs> <laughs> A a mother bird with her fledglings. Fly. Fly away. Exactly. (laughs) Fly Fly to the dog. (laughs) Fly to the dog, right? (laughs) When you you think about, you know, maybe the the, the culture of happy bark entails, what makes a good fit? What kind of candidate is going to do best working for happy bark entails? I think the person that comes to mind is a person that is going to go above and beyond. That is it. You have to, they have to be able to go above and beyond because that's who we are as a company. We are a company that we don't settle for what's good. Like whatever the standard is, we don't want that. We want to go above and beyond that. We want to go to the top five star, five diamond. And I bring that for my hotel experience. Um, We have to go to that because 
that is what our clients expect from us. And that's something that we're really proud to offer. And that's who the person that that is, the person that's going to go into a house and walk a dog. They're going to see maybe an accident of number two on the carpet, you know, on like the far end of the house that's not really visible, but they saw it. And they're going to go take a wipe, clean it off and have it cleaned off and just make sure that it's clean. And just because they saw, they witnessed it, they took care of it. So people that are willing to go above and beyond and that's it. The rest will come and fall fall into place easily. How do you find that in a candidate? How does, what is that something that you can, you can sense or do you have, have questions or, or is that part of the training process? I think that it's a mixture of asking questions and actually seeing during the training um, period, Mm -hmm. just seeing how they interact. If there, if there's something that I noticed, but that I didn't do anything about it just to see if they're going to do something about it. If they react to that, that's a great sign. That's something that, oh, you actually noticed that. It was, it was like a little test. <laughs> um, so it's, I think it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of asking the questions and actually seeing the, the, the person in action to see how they're going to react to those things because they're going to happen during the actual job. You're going to see things that you're going to have to make judgment calls and you're going to say, well, I'm not really here for that, but I will take care of it. So it'll come down to that. And we all been in that position, I'm sure, that we have to do those extra little things that we're not there for, but we do it at a courtesy. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of the, just that that mantra I know, for, you know, Megan and I have it. We want to leave the space better than when we found it, right? And so yeah. so if there are these messes or if something if they got in some toilet paper, it's well, uh, that's we're going to clean that up. That's that's just what we're going yeah. to do. And so again, it's not on the clients whenever they whenever they get back. A hundred percent. And that's one thing that people do appreciate. You know, they appreciate they any any little thing that you can take care of for them. They love that. I can tell you one specific thing that comes to mind when this we're talking about this, yeah. and is I had a late evening walk. It was maybe like eight p.m. And I had a long day. It was I was really tired. And I'm like, yay, I'm done. I had fun. I was walking this little French bulldog. She is like the happiest camper and happier, just happy about life, period. She's <laughs> a doll. I love her. Um, so we go back to her house. And all of a sudden, there's water coming from her bathroom, like from the floor of the bathroom, just rolling out. And I am like, oh, Lord, what is that? So I open the door of the bathroom. And there's water overflowing, overflowing from the toilet. Thank God it was clean water, but I had oh. to call the, they live in a complex, an apartment complex. So I called the client, but she never answered. So I just looked up the name for the actual maintenance of the, of the building and just called them to come and get it fixed. And I remember I had that, I got that fixed for her. So when she, when she called me back and I told her, she's like, oh God, she was like freaking out. And I told her, don't worry, it's already taken care of. Mm-hmm. She was so relieved. And I could just hear her, like, just like breathing. She's like, I'm so sorry. I had a hard time at work. And those are the things. People have hard time at work. And they appreciate the little things that we can do for them. I did want to pick your brain on social media because you have quite yeah. a large following <laughs> on, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you grow that? And what, what's that been like? So it's been really interesting. We've met so many people from there. It's crazy, like from all over the place. Yeah. Um, so we've been posting for a while. Um, we've been posting ever since 20, early 2015, late 2014, I want to say. 
Um, and it's been everyday posting. We haven't stopped posting. I, I think we barely go a day without posting. Um, but we're always engaging with people. So I think that helped a lot. And clients following us and then telling their family. So we will have like a client following us and then the mother of that client following us. It's crazy. Like I would have the fat, the entire family just following this one dog, (laughs) but it's great because they let their family know their friends. So I would have people commenting like, Oh, that's Annie. I love her. That's my, like my little cousin's um, dog. And I'm like, hi, how are you? (laughs) So it's like family telling family. And then it just keeps going from there. Mm. So we just kept posting from, from when we started and it's to tell like, People have to understand that social media, it's, it's very uh, consistency thing. So you have to do it consistently. Um, just like you guys, you guys have grown your following, which is awesome of your, of your, of your page. I have noticed, and that's amazing, but that's, it's all because you're being consistent. You know, you're, you're posting all the time. You're giving updates. People love to follow journeys. They love to follow whether it's the beginning of a business the beginning of um, somebody doing exercise or something, they love to follow journeys and follow people become something else. So that's something that we've been doing for a while, just posting and engaging with people that follow us. We also did a few um, contests during the holidays. So we did like um, a Christmas contest one time and whoever won, um, they got to sign up and invite a friend and they got like a gift card, I think. We did a Halloween contest. So doing little things to engage with the community helped out a lot. And over the years, it's just been growing organically, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, that idea of going, okay, like, oh, I got to grow my following. I got to grow my following. I got to, you know, try and get yeah. more engagement. And to, to hear you say, yeah. okay, d- consistency. Okay. Oh, oh, that's great that you posted yesterday. Did you post today? And are yeah. you going to post tomorrow yeah. and the day after that and the day after that? And just having exactly <laughs> and having this and, you know, longer term view of that process instead of how can I get a thousand followers today? Absolutely. And the thing is, you have to do it when you have to do it when you don't get a like from nobody from the beginning when we started. It yeah. was like nobody would like our pictures. We'll probably get like one person. And it was like my cousin liking my picture. And that was it. So <laughs> we, didn't <get> it. <laughs> we didn't get anything from anyone. So yeah. a little by little, we started seeing strange people that I don't know who they were, but they were liking the pictures. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. So we just kept posting. Even if we didn't get nobody to like it. It was just for us, honestly. It was just a journey that we've been for a while now. Mm. And I can go back on any picture on Instagram and I could tell you exactly what I was doing, what dog was that, huh. what park I was on, and <laughs> what stage of the business I was on and what kind of stress I was feeling at that time. <laughs> because <laughs> as a business owner, we are stressed out a lot yeah. because we are creatures that we want to perfect things and we want to make things better. We want to grow, but it takes time. So every time I see a picture of a dog that I, a picture of a dog that I took, it takes me back to what, where I was at at that time. Mm. No, that's great. That's great to hear. And, and that, that reminder of it's a journey, it's a story and, and to approach it like that. It's whether it's a story for yourself that you're telling a story yeah. of dogs that you're, that you're telling for their owners tell that story. So is that something when you, when you write the description or use the hashtags, is that you're also thinking of the journey and the story when you're writing, when you're using those? 
Yeah, definitely. That's something that comes to play whenever I'm writing like a caption. Well, the captions for our Instagram has always been in the third, the third person as a, as as if the dog is speaking. So ever since we started, we wanted to create like a dialogue of the dog. So what is dog thinking? So yeah. it's always about treats, how the sun is, it's great weather. But it's always like funny because it's things that you would look at the dog and you're like, wow, they might be thinking that. They look hungry. They probably want a treat right now. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is about the dog, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and as the owner too, like they have a running dialogue of how their dog is talking and how they're thinking, you know, they they do, whether they admit it or not, they're trying to understand what their dog's saying. So to add a little bit of that context, make it a little fun and tell that story from their side, right? It just builds that connection almost immediately. Absolutely. Um, I've had, actually, I had someone um, send me an email from, he engaged with my my content from Instagram and he sent me, he sent me an email of his, um, he told me how much his our Instagram had inspired him and kept and kept him in well and good spirits because uh, maybe about like a week or two before he emailed me, his dog passed. Mm. So he said that looking at the dog's pictures, he wasn't even our client. I did not know who he was, but it oh. made me feel so good. The fact that he told me that looking at the pictures that we were taking made him feel good, made him feel like like a little light. He said he felt like a little light inside of his heart. And I read that and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the sweetest thing I have, I have seen. And I'm happy that it's making a difference on somebody's hard time because honestly, the hardest thing in this industry, I want to say, and it's just dogs passing, you know, right. that's something that we don't speak much about as, as pet care in the pet care industry. But this is, that is one of the hardest things. Right. It's the fact that we have to deal with this on a consistent basis, you know, you guys have been in business for a long time. I'm sure you've seen that too. And it doesn't get any easier when that happens. So anytime that somebody can see a picture and be happy from that and keep them inspired, I I feel like I'm doing something right. It's a reminder too of we may have one intent for something that we do as a business, but people yep. are going to read into it their own thing and they're going to take it and they're going to, they're going to, see what they want to and need at that moment into at for it. So it's like the multifacetedness of just a simple picture, right? Of like, well, I posted this picture because yeah. I think it's cute and I know the owner wants to see the dog, but it's also helping somebody right now who's going through a really tough time. Like I never would have yeah. even thought that. And so it's yeah. just, it's just, you know, when you're sharing these stories, that's why people connect because they, they're, they're experiencing their own story, their own journey too. And they're able to come alongside and, and make that connection. Uh, when when they most need it. Absolutely. I feel like there are so many people looking on social media nowadays. You know, there's millions, probably billions of people just looking at a picture and they, everyone that's looking might be going through something different. So everyone might be looking at it from different perspectives and it might make somebody's day, if, if, you know, just because we don't know what they're going through. And they might see a dog with a silly face and it's going to make them laugh. And that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and two, you know, you mentioned uh, when a client's pet passes, like we we need to, we need to be okay to talk about that. We need to be okay to to make posts about that and be honest about ourselves because it is something where like, Oh, we don't, it happens, right? It happens and it's awful every single time. 
every and, single time. Yep. And, and we need to talk about that so that the clients know too, like we have, we're experiencing this. I know you're experiencing this. Just be honest about that and know yeah. that, that these photos, these blog posts, this content that you're producing as a business owner are going to help those people. And they're going to, they're going to help you too. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's something that, that the first time that it happened when I first had my first dog, my first client dog passed, I was so sad. I was so sad. And ever since that time happened, I started building systems for that because I wanted to make sure the client knew that we were there for them. Mm -hmm. So every time something like that happens, we have a system where we can, we deliver flowers for the client. We actually text them and see if it's okay, if we can stop by. Maybe um, just give them a hug or just let them know that we're there for them, that it's not just a business transaction. They actually matter as people. And Mm -hmm. um, we've been doing that ever since we like ever since uh, that happened from the beginning, we kind of set up those systems and we try to do that every time that happens because unfortunately it's going to happen quite often. Yeah. I love that phrase. It it matters, you know, because, because you matter, right? It matters because you're people, right? Because they're people and they matter. And, and, Kind of taking that above and beyond that business, simple business transaction and going, no, I, I just, yep. I, I know you're hurting right now. I'm hurting. Yep. And I just yep. wanted to give you some flowers and a hug. And I know that yep. doesn't make it any better. That, that's not going to, and it can't change it, but I'm here. Yeah. And, and just connecting them at that level too. Like it's just, it, it doesn't take a lot, but it can be so powerful. Absolutely. To them, to that person in that, in that hard time. It means everything because nothing you do is going to bring them back. But you know, they know that the support is there and that you actually care. That it's just not just money. It's not. It's not about the money. It's about you as a person. It's about the dog that you lost. That I took care of them for X amount of years. I knew every quirk that your dog had, and it's crazy. It's you know this dog like it's like if it's your own. I know all of my clients' dogs like they are my babies. Every quirk. Everything I know. <laughs> so even in those times, we try to be there because it's not just about the happy times. It's also about those sad times where the client is going through a really rough time. So we want to be there for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day is those connections with clients, that, that kind of community, and which has been really important for yeah. 20, for 2020 and for this year is having Absolutely. those kind of, kind of connections. So. What has this year taught you about being in pet care and and about running your business? So the first thing that I want to say is that the overwhelming support that we've gotten from our current clients, because Mm -hmm. even though a lot of them stopped the services, like the actual services, they were 100% insistent that they will pay us at no, they didn't want their money back, nothing. They just wanted to pay us as they were walking their dogs. And to me, I had never experienced that. And not not the actual money part, but it was more about the principle, like, wow, you really care about me. You really care about the fact that I am a human being and right. I have a business and I'm losing about 70% of my business right now, but you still want to support me. That is amazing. And the support that we got was overwhelming. So I think it just really, it really made us see how much our client actually care about us, which it just, it just reinforced how much we, like the community that we have built around us. It's yeah. been, it's been worth it. It's been everything that we have done these past five years has been a hundred percent worth it because people actually care. They know who we are. We know them like family, honestly. 
And the next thing is, is operating our business on 100% debt-free. We don't do loans. We don't do anything that we don't have cash. We don't do. Mm. And that's something that we did ever since we got out of debt about five years ago when we paid up those $80,000. We said never again. We would never get into debt. And that's exactly how we have run this business. We have grow, grow like just everything that we have done to this point has been just on positive cash flow on nothing, just pretty much every, we have grown at, at the, the pace of the business pretty much. Yeah. So everything we've done has been slow, but steady. Did you know that May is the fifth annual Pet Sitter Safety Month? Pet Sitters International is the world's largest educational association for professional pet sitters and dog walkers, and it created Pet Sitter Safety Month to highlight the importance of promoting safe practices for today's professional pet sitters and dog walkers. This month, you can download a free Pet Sitter Safety Guide from PSI. In this free guide, PSI has compiled some of its most popular resources on safety-related topics, from precautions to take when arriving for a pet sitting visit, to tips for preventing dog bites and cat scratches. As a professional pet care provider, it's important to ensure you are taking precautions to keep yourself safe. And as you view PSI's Pet Sitter Safety Guide, you may just discover some new procedures you would like to adopt for your business. Visit PetSit.com slash PSC to download your free copy today. Well, and that concept is so foreign to many of, well, obviously yeah. I've got to take out a loan to run and operate my business. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you talking yeah, about yeah. So how, maybe explain, you know, how, do you, how do you do that? How can you run a business debt-free? So the beginning is the hardest part, right? Because the beginning is when you want to invest in the business as much as you can. And, you know, you want to do all these things, all these ideas, especially me. I am a, a person that has a hundred ideas per hour. So my husband's like, okay, chill, take it down a notch, just one second. Let's take one idea per day, hopefully, like at least. Because <laughs> I have like, oh my God, we can do this, we can do that. And he's like, okay, no, we can't. We need to relax. <laughs> so I think it's just about, it's about going with your means. I, I think the principles that we learned from um, the baby steps from Dave Ramsey helped us out a lot in, in the fact of actually planning what we're going to do with what we have. And actually, the fact that we do a service-based service based business helped out a lot, too, because what we're doing is providing a service. What do we have to invest on? We have to get uniforms. We have to get business cards. We have to do the bare necessities. Just, just get the bare necessities. So I, I, when people tell me, how do I start? I say, you have to start by starting, by doing something right now. <laughs> Literally, go online. I mean, to give you the, the perfect example is when we started my website, I had a budget and it was $150 for my website. Hmm. That was it. <laughs> $150, nothing more. Yeah. So I asked people around me and I said, hey, can you recommend someone that would do a website for $150? And they're like, you're crazy. Nobody's going to do that for that. So I started to look for tools online. There's this website um, that I swear by. It's called Fiverr.com. So there you can look for anything. You can look for website designers. You can look for um, logos and everything. It's done very inexpensive. I got my first website design for 175 bucks and it looked beautiful. It looked simple. It was only two pages and it it worked out perfect. It helped us. I think we used that same website for two years. 
and help us grow. We actually probably got like, we went from probably the first, the second year making almost close to six figures on a website of two pages. Wow. So it was insane. (laughs) So it just goes to say that you have to be resourceful. You have to be able to do and operate based on what you have. And that's what we did. And we still do that to this day. Like we just bought our house um, maybe last two years ago or a year ago. And this was all done with dog walking. Wow. We, that's, this is all we do. We do dog walking full time and it hasn't changed. It has been the same thing. We just, we have grown a lot more now, but the principles that we use being debt free operating the business such as it remains the same. Yeah. Well, you started about that that fundamental principle of doing a budget, and I love how Dave Ramsey yeah. said, you know, but, you know, Dave says a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, and that was the problem we had before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and we talk about so much on the personal level, but the importance, the immense importance of a business operating budget of like. Yeah. Do you know where your money's going or are you waking up at the beginning of the month going, where did, how did, what? Like, <laughs> like that's not a good place 100%. to be. You can't plan. You can't make a business operations decisions. You can't move forward until you know where every last cent was going. And then the hard part is sticking to it, right? It's going, oh, yeah. I only have, I only have a hundred dollars for this, but it costs 107. That means you, you don't get that, right? Unless you can come yeah. up with seven more dollars. <laughs> That is exactly it. You know, if you don't know where your money is going in your personal finance, that's something that's going to literally drag you to like a cliff or something because you're just, you don't know. You don't know anything. You're like, well, I don't know where this went. And the same thing with business, but with business is a little complicated because you not only have the income that you have, you also have to pay taxes. So you also have to make sure that you are getting paid, but you're also saving for your quarterly taxes that we all have to pay. Um, I know in Jersey, we have to pay quarterly taxes. Not sure if you guys do, yeah. but, um, that's something that you have to be responsible for. And a lot of people, you know, run these kind of businesses, like pet care businesses, but they're actually running hobbies because they're not operating as businesses. You know, they're operating on sometimes debt they're operating on money that they don't have in the business that, you know, they might see something cool like a big sign or like a, I don't know. Oh, wow. My business could use that. It's going to be like $5,000. And the question is, are you bringing that $5,000 in revenue or are you going to borrow that and test that theory later on? And our concept has always been, we have to make sure that the, what we're going to invest has already paid off. So the, the big thing that the big decision that we had was the website when we did it. So we invested in that website a lot more than what we did in our original one. But that was already a proven concept. We already had so many clients that heard from us online. So that's the platform that people see us from. That's where we have to invest the most money in. And that's that's the kind of decisions that we, me and my husband make. We sit down and we say, okay, what's everything looking like? Where do we put our money that is going to grow the most in the business? And that's where we go from there. Yeah, you, yeah, viewing that as investments, not just as being spent money or down the drain. Like when you come at the approach of like this money has to do more work once I spend it instead of just disappearing, then you start absolutely. to think of okay, maybe a little more tactful about where this money goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's just knowing like your your little business. You know where where your income comes, where your people, where the people hear from. Are they hearing from you from Yelp? 
Google? And that, those are questions that I ask uh, when people join the, the, the dog walking or pet boarding. I ask them in the, in the contract that I give them, how did, you he- how did you hear from us? And I keep track of that. I keep track of that. And I, and I make a chart and I see percentages and I see how are people hearing from me. And depending on that, I invest a lot more time or I might do an ad, um, an ad on those platforms because that's what people are seeing us. So spend the time there. Spend the time to to know your business and know some of those operational stuff is is just is so key for for having good long term success. So, so uh, what other advice would you have for for pet care providers? I think it's just listening, listening to um, listening to your market. Um, I think that you know, listen to what people want. Um, it's not just about what you think. You might be good. You got to listen, sometimes do the research and see what people are looking for. What is it that the community that you are at is not currently providing, but people are looking for? So that might be, you know, it might sound silly, but like me, I researched all the negative comments from my area, from the dog walking area part. And I literally wrote everything down in Microsoft um, in Excel. And I made a spreadsheet because I love spreadsheets. <laughs> Such <Yes>. a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd in the house. Yeah. No, if I can't put it in an Excel, an Excel spreadsheet, I don't need it in my life. Is what I've decided. I'm exactly, it needs to be in an Excel sheet. If it's not, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> so I live by these spreadsheets. So I think everything you know, do your research, put in there, and go through them, yeah. and then just go see the negative, turn it into a positive. Because at the end of the day. That's how you grow something. You you want to be the positive impact in whichever industry you're in. If you want to do pet care, dog walking, there's work for everyone. You know, everyone is different. You are different. I am different. Um, we are all here for that specific thing that we do best. And I think that everyone has a little spark that they can bring to the table. And it's about just doing it. You know, if you want to do something, go ahead and do it and be smart about it. And if you want to start a dog walking business or business don't go getting a loan don't go getting a ten thousand dollar loan to start a business please you're it's not gonna work (laughs) you have to prove your concept first prove it prove it prove that it works yeah so i think that be smart with your money and just put it to work for you and your business for sure yeah i love that i love that madeline this has been so enjoyable. I've loved hearing about the philosophies behind you, how you run your business, how you take that and just notch everything up just a little bit more and bring the sparkle to everything that you do. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that with us and you know challenging us to to do the same in our businesses and for our clients as well. Um, if people want to follow along, see all the adorable dog pictures that you keep posting on Instagram and, and pick your brain a little bit more, um, how best can they do that? Absolutely. So they can follow me at Instagram and that is happy Tales at Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's the same thing, happy Tales. And then my email is madeline at happydogintails.com. If you have a question, go ahead and shoot for it. I love answering anything people have to ask. So yeah. Wonderful. And I'll have links to that and more in the show notes of things that we've talked about today so people can click right there and get in touch. So Madeline, once again, it's been a real joy and a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Colin. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I love how at the core of everything that Madeline and her husband Gabriel do is so focused squarely and wholly on the customer experience. 
that in all things, for all reasons, in all seasons, every single day, time and time again, they focus on the experience that their customers get. And not just their existing customers, but potential clients. What is their experience of viewing the photos that they post? How do they interact with them on social media? What kind of expectations do they have and experiences do they have while they're out on the streets? When we view our businesses as a very public thing that people do get to see, that they get to interact with, it changes how we interact with people. It changes that relationship. And it is a mutual relationship, right? We talked about the importance of having a mutual, respectful relationship with clients. And how if you don't have that, if you're not getting that kind of relationship back, if you're not getting that positive relationship back from the client, you don't need that client. And you can use those two little powerful letters in O to improve your life and improve your business so that you can start focusing on things that you actually want to be doing and have more energy left over to be investing in others and in your business. So how would you describe your customer experience? What is it like for the guests that you care for? Do they have a good onboarding process? What's the messaging like? Is it easy to pay? What kind of services do you offer to solve their problems? And do they even know about it? We want to hear from you and how you define your customer service and your customer experience in your business. You can send us an email at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com or we absolutely love phone calls. So 636-360-8260. We really want to thank our sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Sitters International for making today's show possible. And thank you. Seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, it means a lot. It means so much. And we wouldn't be doing this and we couldn't be doing this without you and your support. So we hope you have a wonderful week. We have got a really amazing special episode coming up next week. We can't wait to share it with you. Until then, bye.